telling you, I got a two-part. I wish there was more to hear what I'm about ready to speak this morning and tonight. Amen, because there's some people that need to hear this that ain't here this morning. Amen. What I'm about ready to preach affects not just one person. It affects a lot of people. Amen. I'm going to talk about a poisoned spirit. When the spirit gets poisoned. Amen. Anybody, I'm talking about, there's a, I'm going to give you some things this morning and tonight. How a poison spirit, when your spirit is poisoned, it won't just affect you. It affects you spiritually, and it will affect you physically, and it will affect the church from having revival. I'm going to show you that today and tonight. It's called bitterness. It's called unforgiveness. Amen? If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to the book of Ruth, chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. For those who wonder, the book of Ruth, to make it easier, it follows the book of Judges. Ruth follows the book of Judges. In verse 19, right comes right after verse 18. <laughs> if anybody needs help with that this morning. Amen. <laughs> I'm joking on that. But Judge, Ruth, Ruth follows the book of Judges this morning. Ruth chapter 1, verses 19 and 20 right here. We're going to start this message this morning. What I'm going to title this in this morning is Don't Allow Your Spirit to Become Poisoned. Tonight I plan on preaching on when the spirit is poisoned. And listen, Ruth chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. Let's read what the Word of God says. So they went, so they went, to, they too went until they came to Bethlehem. And it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them. And they said, Is this Naomi? And she said unto him, Call me not Naomi, call me Mara. For the Almighty had dealt very bitterly with me. I simply want to speak on this morning a poison. Don't allow your spirit to become poison. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, Lord, and we lift you up, dear God, today, Lord, and we just exalt you, dear God, today, Father, Lord. This morning I ask for your anointing, Lord, and I ask for your spirit, Lord, to be upon me, dear God, to give me the words you would have me to speak, O oh God, today, Father, Lord. Lord, I pray, God, for you to just touch me, dear God, Lord, and move, Lord, upon me for the words to speak, dear God, in here this morning. Today, I pray, Lord, for those in here that's dealing with a poison spirit, that it get dealt with quickly. Lord, this morning, I pray, God, if somebody harbors unforgiveness and bitterness, that they would learn to quickly forgive and forget and move on, oh, God. Lord, this morning, I pray, God, that you deal with everyone in here about this subject this morning. Not just one, but everyone in here this morning, oh God. Lord, we honor you, Lord, and we praise you, dear God, Lord, and we exalt you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Right here in the book of Ruth, we read of Naomi. As we open this book, we see how Elimelech took his wife and two sons from Bethlehem to the country of Moab because there was a famine that was in the land. While living in Moab, the two sons took two wives named Ruth and Orpah. 
But during that time in Moab, the father had died, and the two sons had died in Moab. That left Naomi, Ruth, and Oprah alone right there to defend themselves. But soon the news come that the famine was over in Bethlehem, and they decided to return home, and Naomi gave their, these young women their freedom to return to their own people. But they said, surely we will we return. They said, surely we will return to that people. Now content, Naomi continued to tell them to go back to there. In verse 13, the Bible says, Would you tarry for them? For they were grown. Would you stay from them, having husbands, nay, my daughters? For it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. Now we know Oprah turned back. Now let's begin to see what happened as they returned to their home as Naomi and Ruth went to Bethlehem right there. Let me tell you, verse 19 gives me a little key, and I'll cover a little more into this tonight. That when they come to Bethlehem, that all the city was moved about them, and they said, this is Naomi. Is this Naomi? No doubt this whole town was stirred. When Naomi had returned to Bethlehem from being in Moab, something had happened to her. There was something that had changed her appearance, if you will. Um, oh, let me tell you, do you think those, what had happened to her, do you think that that appearance was changed because of what was happening inside of her? Oh, I'm going to show you tonight what's inside of you will reflect on the outside of you. In fact, we see in verse 20, and she said unto them in Bethlehem, Call me not Naomi, but call me Mara, for the all Almighty had dealt very bitterly with me. So what do you begin to see about Naomi here, preacher? Well, I begin to tell you that Naomi had become a very bitter woman because of the things that had happened to her. One of the things she began to do is she began to blame God. Listen, in this society today, people are bitter towards God. and many It is not God's fault. Did you hear me tonight? We don't Many don't blame the corporate who's really causing the problem. Satan, people want to blame God. Let me tell you, yes, Naomi had lost a husband. Yes, Naomi had lost a son. And what happened to Naomi was she had become bitter for what she had lost. She had blamed God for it all. No doubt going through tragic times, going through those times of not just losing a son, but not just losing your husband, not losing just one son, but losing two sons had to be very hurtful. These things had to be very painful. These things had to strike a chord. But, I but let me remind you that we can't help what happens to us, but we can help how we react to the situation. Going through this pain and going 
going through these situations. Um, Nahomi began, I believe, to dwell on these things. Uh, and bitterness began to take root in her. Uh, and you let me go ahead and tell you a bitter heart. Uh, somebody that is, re is a reflection uh, of a peace picture of unbelief uh, in the justice uh, in the sovereignty of God. Uh, what Nahomi began to do, uh, she began to get anger. Uh, she become bitter. Uh, no doubt her spirit uh, had become poisoned, if you will. Uh, her spirit was now full of poison, uh, of bitterness. Uh, and over time, she would not let that thing go. Uh, you see, anger is something that happens in the moment. Uh, but bitterness is something that keeps on going and keeps on going over time until unforgiveness comes in right there. You see, bitterness is poison this morning. Unforgiveness is poison this morning. And Naomi had become bitter. She said, don't call me Naomi, but call me Mara. She was saying, call me bitter if you will. Call me bitter if you will. Let me tell you her spirit had become full of poison. And I'm afraid there's a many that are sitting on church pews this morning. I'm afraid there's many that are sitting, that are proclaiming to know God, that are proclaiming to know Him, that are proclaiming to be of Jesus Christ, but yet their spirit is full of poison this morning. Their spirit is full of bitterness this morning. Their spirit is full of hate this morning. Their spirit is full of unforgiveness this morning. It may be directed to an individual. It may be something that has happened over time. Even churches can become bitter because of something that happened in the church at some times along the way. When pastors fell, when people fall, people become, can become bitter at that one. Let me tell you this morning, church, life is going to throw trouble at us and there's going to be things that happen that we don't like. People are going to do things and say things against us. But can I tell you, despite what they do, I can't let my spirit become bitter this morning. Did you hear me? I can't become like Naomi. I can't let my spirit get full of poison. I can't let that poison get up in me. You ever seen a bitter person? They put their lips out like this. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? They look like they got a lemon in their mouth. It made they get around a certain one and they start putting their mouth open like a little child. Put their lips up. Let me tell you, you need to get that poison out of your spirit this morning. Let me tell you, Houston Town Church of God, there's some under my voice this morning. You've got poison in your spirit. There's poison and in your spirit and God is saying let it go God is saying it's time to move on this morning there's unforgiveness there God's saying it's time to learn to forgive this morning yes there's troubles yes there's trials yes there's heartaches yes there's pains yes people's going to talk about you yes they're going to gossip about you 
but that don't mean I got to get bitter this morning. Why don't you have to get bitter this morning? Because my joy is not of this world. My joy is in the Lord God this morning. Joy don't come from the world, but joy comes from the Lord this morning. But people are full of bitterness. Amen. Let me tell you, God don't want our spirits to be bitter. He don't want poison in our spirits. Tonight I'm going to give you something. Blow your mind. People, a lot of people are sick because of bitterness and unforgiveness. Uh-oh. It will block the healing of God in somebody's life because they got poison in their spirit. Let me tell you, I'm not going to allow you to poison me. Ooh, I'm not going to allow anybody to poison me. I know what she, what Naomi went through. I know she lost her husband, and I know she lost her two sons. But she didn't have to get bitter. Uh-oh, Job didn't. Job lost a whole lot more. Woo, he didn't get bitter. He praised the Lord and said, I know he slayed me, yet I'll trust in him. Let me tell you, let me give you something God wants his church to be like a river full of gladness. In Psalms 46 and 4, there is a river. The streams wherever shall make glad the city of God, the most high place of the tabernacle of the Most High. I want you to know this morning that God wants His people to be joyous this morning. Amen. Let me tell you, I'm going to say this right now. God wants His people to laugh this morning. Hello. Hello, not at filth, but I believe that God wants his people to laugh this morning. Amen. I believe he don't want us sitting around like a lemon juice. Well, preacher, you like to cut? Yeah, I like to cut up, and, I, and God likes laughter too. I told somebody before, if you don't think God's got a sense of humor, so maybe you need to look in the mirror. <laughs> Amen. God's got a sense of humor. I'm telling you that right now. I've learned that a long time ago. God's got a sense of humor. The Bible says laughter is a medicine for the soul. Amen? Amen? People say, I don't like to laugh. <laughs> well, I like to. <laughs> Amen? I like to cut up. Amen? I like to have a smile on my face. Don't it make you feel a whole lot better when you're laughing than sitting around me in a little sourpuss? Amen? Somebody got a little lemon in their mouth or something like that. <laughs> Hey, I don't want to be around nobody like that. Don't get your corrupt spirit away from me. I want to be around someone that likes to have a laugh, that likes to have a smile, and that is joyous for the Lord. Not someone that's full of poison. Not someone that's full of the unforgiveness. Not someone that's full of hate and anger. God don't want us living like that. He wants us living glad. He wants us living joyous. He wants us to have a smile on our face. Amen. He wants us to be happy this morning. Why ain't a lot of Christians happy? Because they've allowed poison to get in their spirit. Hello. Let me give you something in the future, but I believe it's got a spiritual implication on it, even for today. Now, I know this is going to happen in the tribulation. But I'm going to tell you there's a spiritual implication for it right now. We, in the tribulation we read 
of a thing called wormwood. Revelation 8, 10, and 11. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers and the fountains of the waters, and the name of the star was Wormwood, and the third part of the waters become Wormwood. And many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. Let me tell you, people are dying because they're bitter. I know that it's coming into tribulation, but that weren't that start falls is going to poison. It's going to make the waters bitter and people are going to die of it. But how many know that there's things that's happening that are making people bitter today? We can get a spiritual application. Wormwood in Greek means asmistios, and it means bitter. And the water being bitter. Let me tell you, there's things that are going to happen. They're going to try to take our joy. They're going to take our happiness. There's people that are going to try to take your smile away. Amen? Amen? There's people that are going to try to take your... They don't want you to laugh. They want you to be like them. They want you to be like this. If you want the preacher to be like this, you got the wrong one right now. You may have one in the future like that, but you ain't got one right now like that. This preacher like here likes to pick on people. This preacher like here likes to get it. He likes to cut up. Amen. Sometimes maybe a little too much, but I still rather smile than frown. Amen. I'd rather have a I'd rather have a very big joyous occasion than a big old frown face on me all the time. See, why are people dying? They're dying spiritually because their spirit has become poison. Instead of the water flowing joyous, they've allowed a wormwood to get in it. They've allowed what has happened to them to make them bitter. Hello? And what happens when you drink something poison? It's going to poison you. People are drinking some things poisonous. Let me tell you this morning. I'm going to get it again. If you don't believe me, write it down. God wants me to be glad. He wants me to laugh. He wants me to smile. God don't want me bitter. Because a bitter spirit will poison me. We see bitterness in the Old Testament as well. In Deuteronomy 29 and 18, least there should be among you men or women of the family or tribe whose heart turneth away this day from the Lord our God to go and serve the gods of these nations. Least there shall be among you a root that beareth gall and wormwood. We see wormwood right there in Deuteronomy 28. That means poison. Let me tell you what bitterness starts out. It's a root. That's what he's saying. The root of bitterness. How many know you what you do have to do with roots? Amen. Sometimes they're going to grow because of things that happen. But you know what you've got to do? You've got to pluck them out. Amen. How many know you've got to pluck the roots out of something or it's going to grow back? Amen. Amen. People like to be bitter today. I don't. Amen. Anybody else with me? Let me tell you what happens when one becomes bitter. They get full of poison. Venom will come into one. And let me tell you the results 
of somebody that gets bitter and bitter is horrific. Let me give you something about bitterness. Bitterness is something that happened yesterday. Something they cannot get over. And it begins to eat them alive. Let me tell you, there's people that can't get over what somebody else done to them a week ago. I'm not going to have nothing to do with them. I'm not going to speak to them. Or yeah, how about this? And they may not say it with their words, but I have seen it. I've seen when you mention somebody's name, they roll their eyes. That is bitterness to the core right there. And God says you better get it out. My Lord, it's a shame families won't speak to each other because of bitterness. My gosh, something's wrong today. Half the church won't speak to one another because of bitterness. Amen. This half runs down this half. And you want to know why revival tarries. I'll share something with you tonight. We don't want this person to come to church because you don't know what they've done to me. Can I tell you something? I don't really care what they've done to you. Hello. I don't really care what they've done to you. They come to church, you need to be the first one to invite them to sit with you. <laughs> I'm about ready to say something strong. What if Nancy Pelosi walked in here? I ain't going to cuss her. I'll get there here in a little bit. Bitter and sweet don't come out of the same fountain. What if Bernie Sanders walked in here? I don't know if they do. I'm going to preach them the truth. But I'm not going to turn them away. I'm going to shake their hand. Look, watch this. Hey, Nancy, how you doing? No, I'm just using that for an example. I could come and call it, hey, Bernie, how you doing? No, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. A lot of times we want to get bitter towards these people. You don't know the source behind it. It's Satan behind it. Hey, man. Hey, man. I'm not going to turn them away. Now, if they cause a ruckus or something, that's a different story. But if they're in here wanting to know more about God, I'm going to give them the gospel truth. He said I didn't hit you, but stick your toes out right here. <laughs> I'll hit them with the gospel. But people bitter towards other people. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, bitterness ain't got no place in the kingdom of God. It's poison. Churches get one person gets mad at the other. Stick their nose up in the air. I seen hope they get a nosebleed with that nose up in there. It's a bitter spirit. It's a poison spirit. And God's not behind that mess. People are full of poison this morning. They're full of unforgiveness and bitterness. I dare to say, I'm going to say this. Let me tell you what the Holy Ghost is saying. I'm going to tell you right now. You hear me. I'm going to give you a prophetic word right now. 
I'm gonna, I was going to share it tonight, but I got it in my spirit right now. There's people in this church that need to get rid of some bitterness in their life. More than one. You want revival? I'm going to share this, and I'll probably share it again tonight. I know I'm going to share it again tonight. I may not tell the story. But bitterness and unforgiveness will keep a church from going where God wants it to go. Why churches will not grow is because of bitterness and unforgiveness in there. Amen. Amen. I dare, I'm going to just go ahead and give you a something that is a stink, that is a shame. That people in a bar room may get in a fight, but they're quick to get up and say, I forgive you right after that more than the church people are. Amen. Ain't that a shame this morning? Ain't that a shame this morning? These people can't get over something. We don't want them around us. We don't want nothing to do with them. You need to get the bitterness out of my, your life. And if you know you got bitterness this morning, you need to quit amening me right now. Let me tell you what bitterness will do. It will spread over you. You give it a place to grow. One thing I know about a root, it's going to grow. Amen. How many know it's going to grow? If it ain't dealt with, it's going to grow over you. People are full of hatred this morning. It will spread quickly like wildfire. It's easy for it to spread. There's been times, preacher, have you ever experienced it trying to get on you? Yes, I have. I've even experienced it up here where you could peel that root trying to get on you. I said, why me, God, in pains? God said, just trust me. Amen. But I can't get bitter. Amen. I got to move forward. Amen. I can't let that stuff eat me up. How many know cancer spreads if it ain't dealt with? Bitterness does too. And I read it, and I want to tell you this nugget right here. Bitterness is more intoxic, is more toxic to your body than anything you can eat or drink, put in it naturally. Ooh, did you hear that? Bitterness is more toxic to your body than anything that you eat because it kills the spirit as well, and it spreads quickly. You start dwelling on things, it ain't long you're going to get bitter. Naomi started thinking about her husband and two sons, and she started getting bitter towards God. You start thinking about what somebody does, you know what's going to happen? You're here right now. There ain't nobody here. I may just pick on Patty. <laughs> Bitterness. I start picking. She done something to me. I quickly start. If I start thinking everything she done to me, and she ain't done nothing to me, I give her a hard time. Maybe help pray my snow down. Yeah, that's my root. <laughs> But you know what? If she had done something to me, I keep dwelling on it. It's going to eat me alive. That's the reason sometimes people have a hard time sleeping at night. It's because they're full of bitterness. They're not getting a rest that God wants them to have. It eats you alive. Let me tell you, I can't allow you to eat me alive. Why? Because if I allow you to eat me alive... 
The only one that's losing is not you, Patty. It's me. I'm losing my joy. I'm losing my smile. I'm losing my victory. I'm losing my praise. And I dare even say I'm losing my faith. That's what bitterness does. It spreads like wildfire. It will overtake your body. You will be consumed with hatred and unforgiveness. Listen. If it, it will spread. And not only will it affect you, but it will affect some, no, some other people. I do not get around people with bitter spirits. Because I don't want it running off on me. Let me tell you what they said in Limitations 1 and 4. The way of Zion do mourn. Because none come to the solemn feast. All of her gates are desolate. Her priests sigh. Her burdens are afflicted. And she is in bitterness. Think about how quick bitterness can spread. Think about a small spark can cause a wildfire. How many know it was a small fire? Somebody said in Gatlinburg a couple years ago. Killed many and burnt many acres. Even to this day, even though there is, you can still ride in that area, and you can still see the you can see still see houses burned down. Oh, what a spark! How many know if you throw a cigarette butt out on a dry day, it can spark a forest fire? It just takes a small spark, and that's the way bitterness is. Now, what does bitterness do? It poisons, and it will weaken not just one of the church, but the entire church. So is bitterness poison? I say, yes, it is. It is poison to the spirit. It is deadly to one's spiritual life. It will hinder one from bringing forth fruit. I'm about ready to say this. People need to get this and write this down. If you don't get nothing else from me in my tenure here, People better understand this. You cannot curse and bless at the same time. Oh, God. Oh, what do you mean, preacher? Well, let's turn to the book of James chapter 3, verses 9 through 12. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeding blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Though the fountain send forth at the same place sweet and bitter. Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? Either a sin fig, so can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. What James was saying. You cannot bless and curse at the same time. For example, some will come to church and say, Bless God, or God bless you. Then go home and have her murderous tongue behind it. Uh-oh. Well, they'll say whether you're talking about the pastor, and I really don't care. Did you hear me? I really don't care. I don't. I like being the topic of the dinner table. If you want, so I'll give you a topic to talk about if you want me to. I really don't. 
whether it's a church, another church member, a family member, co-worker, or even spouse. What are you doing teaching children and grandchildren? How, all you're doing is teaching a child or a grandchild how to murder with a tongue. Oh, before you start saying with a tongue, let's talk about the keyboard. Ooh, gosh. Oh, my Lord. You can curse people out without saying a word by typing it in on Facebook. Don't amen me when you're guilty of it. When you're putting slang words, calling people something they shouldn't be called and using swear words, you're guilty! Using curse words, cussing somebody else, calling them names, that's not of God that's trying to curse. Then you come to church and say, God bless you. Telling you the truth. Curse them out. Then you want to say, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Then say, curse you. You hypocrite. You're a murderer. I don't care if you're talking about politicians or what. You cannot say curse. You can't say God bless you. Then use curse words against them and calling them names. I don't care if you're using your mouth or using your keyboard. It's all the same thing. Some people need to throw their Facebook away and get. If you got a problem doing that, you need to get off Facebook right now. If you got a problem with the keyboard, throw that phone in the trash. Go get you an old flip phone. You can't curse and bless at the same time. But people want to do that. They want to hate a brother. They want to let it go. They want to be bitter to them. Oh, thank you, Jesus. God ain't accepting that praise. Did you hear me? God's not accepting that. Oh, I'm on it this morning. I don't care if you run me off or not. I got phone numbers in my phone that I can call right now and have an opportunity by tonight. Wait till I get to the night sermon. This is just an introduction. I'm going to tell you what some of your problems is. I'm going to spill it tonight. Because you got poison in your system. You may not think you do, but God says you do. Tell the church, I'll just tell the church, there's poison in this church. Uh-oh. It'll hinder revival from ever coming until it's dealt with. And it's probably happened years before I even got here. Things that's happened. People ain't got over. It's time to get over it. Time to forget it and move on. You, But you cannot bless and curse at the same time. How can you say you love God, somebody you ain't never seen, and yet hate your neighbor? Ain't that what John says? Now, I may not like their ways, but I sure don't want to see them go to hell. Hey, man, there's a lot of church folk people. I don't like their ways. And yeah, some of them, I'm 43 going on 80 from pastoring. Some of them make you feel like that. But that don't mean you want them to go to hell. Amen. But they are those uh, that can't stand the ground some people walk on. That's not right. Amen. 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 
I'll preach to them. Eventually, either God will deal with them or if they ain't where they need to be, let God deal with them. And that's it. But they are those that hate their neighbor. My Lord. They are those that hate it. Let me tell you. Can I tell you what's a shame today? Family that ain't spoken because of a drift or refused. It's bitterness. Venom. You want to know why God ain't blessing your household like he wants to? You want to know why God ain't moving? It's because there's poison in the spirit. You can't bless and curse at the same time. That's what James says right there. What can't you do? Let's give you a little nugget. What can't two things go together? Blessings and cursings. You can't do both. I just love those people. Oh, I just love you. You're the best. Then behind your back, they're calling you every name in the book. You know it. <laughs> or they're telling all kinds of lies on you. You know what? Who cares? I don't. I got pretty thick skin. But you can't do both. You're hating your neighbor, and yet you're coming to worship God. I'm going to just tell you, God's not accepting your worship. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It's called strange fire. How about Nadab and Ahab? I know this was Old Testament, but I'll give you New Testament to go with it. They went into the... And offered sacrifice drunk. What happened to them? God wouldn't accept it and they died. All right. And Anas and Sapphire were in the New Testament. What did they do? They went lying, not unto Peter, but unto the Holy Ghost, who is God, the third member of the Godhead. What happened to them? They died. My Lord, today. People want to come in. We want to say we love God and love God. But we want to have a murderous tongue. We want to have bitterness in our tongue. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm going to roll my eyes. But let me tell you, honey. You can roll your eyes, but God still sees the venom. God still sees the bitterness. Unforgiveness. I told you I was going to turn the boat over this year, didn't I? I've been here five years, so I'm going to turn it over. <laughs> but listen, bitterness will rob. It will kill. You cannot bless and curse at the same time. Get that through your thick skulls this morning. I'm going to just tell you, someone who has a murderous tongue is not highly blessed in favor to God. Oh, I'm, I've heard these people with tongues that cuss their neighbor out. Oh, I'm blessed of God. I'm highly favored. No, you're not. God hates a lying tongue. And if God hates something, you're not blessed by God. You may have the blessings of Satan, but you ain't got the blessings of Jehovah God. I've heard them do that. I want you to know something. If you murder somebody with your tongue, if you're full of bitterness and hatred, let me tell you. You ain't got the favor of God. Oh, my Lord, you're on it. Wait till the night. See how many show up tonight. We know that. I'm on it. Because God gave it to me over a week ago. 
Well, Sunday night, get to me. We want to murder people with our tongue. We want to, let me tell you what it murders people with the tongue. You go around telling somebody what's this. You kill somebody's reputation. Kill somebody. Most of the people that murder with their tongues, really, blaming somebody else for their problems, they blame this person. They're probably the one that's guilty. Blame others. Ain't that what Jezebel done? <laughs> but listen, we want people want to bless God and they want to curse somebody at the same time. My gosh, I'm going to say this wrong. I know what happens in D.C. gets under my skin. But can I tell you, cursing them out ain't going to do one thing for it. You know what you do? You pray God remove them by voting out. By voting to get enough people to vote them out. <laughs> Listen. No. You want to change it. Let me tell you. You don't change it by the laws. You got to change it. That's got to be changed by the heart. You pray God send a revival. Uh-oh. Yeah, and the church needs to get out and vote too. But cursing them out. I remember I was going to get on Twitter. I was going to let one of them have it. And God checked me. Is that really what you need to say? Hello? Anybody else been that way? Anybody ever God checked before? Amen? I said, no, nah, I better not. Check me. I wasn't going to use no foul language or nothing like that or profanity. No. That profanity should never come from the mouth of a believer. Swear words should never come to the mouth of a believer. Whether it's online, praising Jesus one minute and the next minute using swear words online, something ain't right. I just love those people online one time. One minute they're talking about Jesus and the next minute they're taking God's name in vain or saying something else that wasn't fit. Fit. Yeah, you really love Jesus, don't you? But murderous tongues are here. We say we love God, but we murder with the tongue. Let me tell you, yes, I realize things are going to happen, but we cannot allow bitterness to get into our spirit because bitterness will not only affect you physically, but it will more importantly kill you spiritually. Yes, I realize things are going to happen. Yes, I realize people will disappoint you. People are going to hurt you. Church, I'm going to let you down. Not intentionally, but I'm going to because I'm a human. Some people will intentionally do it. But that don't mean I got to get bitter. People's let me down around here. I'll be honest. It has. But that don't mean I got to get bitter. Amen. In years of ministry, people's let me down. Most of the time, it's unintentional. There's been a few intentionals, I bet you. But that don't mean I got to get bitter. Amen. That don't mean I've got to let the venom sink into me. I can't help when the snake bites, but I don't have to allow the venom to get into my spirit. Acts 28 and 3. 
And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. Let me tell you something real quick. Paul did not ask to get bit, but he got bit. Did you hear me? See, I don't go around asking to get bit. Sometimes I think some people do, though. I think some people in society looking for a reason to get upset. Fault finders. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Snowflakes. That's an insult to the snow to call them people that. God forgive me. But no, people, I do believe some people look for reasons to get upset. They do. You're not going to escape it in this world. I don't care where you go to. You're not going to escape it. Can I tell you something? No matter where I've been to in my ministry, there's one common thing. I've been in different churches. This is my second church I've passed, but I've worked in many different churches. One thing I found out, there's grass to be cut no matter where you go, and they're still full of people. But I think some people look for it. Paul didn't go looking to get bit. I don't go looking to get bit. Sometimes I just get bit. Sometimes it catches me off guard. But it don't mean I got to let you go around showing it off. What did Paul do? He shook it off. He didn't allow it to kill him. Amen. Let me give you two experiences. Some snakes are full of venom, and some snakes will squeeze you to death. But what I'm dealing with is those that are full of venom. The one that latched on to Paul's hand that should have killed him. I believe they are things that come our way that will try to inject poison of bitterness into one's life. But we can't allow the bitterness to kill us. We got to shake it off. How many know that? Hey, I'm human too. And there's times, you're my guinea pig now. There's times I just want to shake you. Justin, you want to come up here and shake your daddy for me real good. Sometimes I just want to shake somebody. Anybody else with me? I just want to grab them and shake them. Well, <laughs> sometimes I just want to take a Bible. I'm not going to say what Doug Small said. And I just want to take it and clobber him over the head. Be wrong too. But despite what you do, despite what happens, I can't let bitterness inject my spirit. Amen. I can't get full of bitterness towards anybody. Hey, man, I'm glad Jesus didn't get bitter, ain't you? <laughs> he would have been just. I'm glad Jesus didn't get bitter and just out call every angel in heaven down and wipe it all out. He could have. He but he stayed on that cross for you and I this morning. It, but today, who makes us, who makes you? Some people say, well, I ain't going to forgive and I ain't going to forget. Who, I'm going to ask you, what makes you think you're better than Jesus? Did you hear me? What makes you think you're better than Jesus? Hey, I'm winding down on part one. 
So, Jazz, you can get Marcy. I got to stay wound up for part two tonight. I'm going to bust, I may bust some bubbles tonight a little bit. I want to show you what bitterness will do to you. I want to show you what bitterness will do to you tonight. The problem with many today, Paul didn't allow the viper to stay attached. Paul shook it off. Sometimes you got to shake off what people say to you. Sometimes you got to shake off what people do. Anybody know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to shake off when people hurt your feelings. And you just got to move on. When people curse you. You know how the Bible says you kill your enemies, you kill them with kindness. Because when you do that, you're reaping coals of fire on their head. You may have done me like that, but I'm going to feed you. Let me tell you, the worst person ever done something to me, I'd give them food today. I'd give them the shirt off my back if I had it. I ain't going to tell them to go somewhere else and look for it. That'd be wrong. Amen. But too many people want to have that viper. They don't want to shake it off. And they allow the venom to fill them. It's going to kill them. Like I said, there's many Christians that need to be on hee-haw. We need to read that show. We need to put that show back on the air and bring it from a Christian perspective. So-called Christian perspective. Excuse me. Because half the church today ain't shaking it off. They're singing gloom, doom, despair, and agony on me. They're singing, bitter, bitter, bitter is my name. Hate, hate, hates what I do. And you want to know why God ain't moving in your life? Uh-oh. You want to know why? I'm just going to say it right now. I'm going to jump on this tonight. There's reasons people ain't being healed. It's because they still got some bit roots of bitterness and unforgiveness in their life. They ain't let go of it. And God's not going to do it until they get rid of it. I'll give you a nugget. A lot of the diseases that people experience is because, and sickness, is because of bitterness and unforgiveness. I've looked into this, and I'll bring medical science from John Hopkins to prove it. Tell them what they said. See, it don't just affect you. Naomi's appearance, and I'm going to get it a little more tonight, don't only change. She was bitter. But it was not affecting her on just the inside, but it was coming on the outside of her. What happens in your spirit will also affect the outside. My Lord, if you don't believe sin affects your body, you can see 30-year-old girls look like 80-year-olds. Amen? Because of drugs. I'm convinced right now, the more I study this, the more I study this, the root cause of most sickness and why people ain't being healed, and I'm getting into it tonight, is because there's some root in them. They think they've got rid of it when the reality is, and I'll share more in it, when they ain't got rid of it. Why revival tarries in the church, why churches ain't growing, is because there's a lot of roots of bitterness and unforgiveness. Folks, I'm going to tell you right now, I do not like to be around bitter people. 
I don't. Marcy, I'm glad you got a sense of humor. Most people, when I call her, <laughs> it's genetic. I'm glad I can laugh. Some people can laugh a little bit. Preacher, you don't need to laugh like you do. Who are you to tell me that? God says, I got joy, and laughter is good for my soul. Laughter will heal you. Amen. Yeah, I cut up. I don't, I don't make no ends in the butts about it. I don't care making a splash somewhere. <laughs> Amen. Because I like to laugh. God wants us to laugh. He don't want us to be bitter. How many believe God gets a laugh today? I don't believe it's all seriousness in heaven. Hello? People think heaven's all serious. No, it's not. There's going to be laughter. There's going to be joy. When there's joy, there's laughter. The two go to hand in hand just like those words, love and obedience go hand in hand. Joy and laughter go together. But bitter people cannot be joyous. Bitter people have a hard time putting a smile on their face. Bitter people cannot laugh because bitterness is killing them spiritually. A lot of people are dead because they died spiritually. My gosh, I'm telling you this morning, God's trying to tell people in this church something, and I know, I'm not, I'm going to just explain something right here. I'm not talking to one person. I'm talking to everybody, and there's people here this morning that ain't here this morning that needs to hear this. I'm going to tell you that right now. There's more than one. Don't think I'm singling out somebody, because I guarantee you somewhere along the way, Every one of us has struggled with it or struggling with it right now. Bitterness. If you like bitterness, let me give you a lemon and see how long it'll stick in your mouth. This would have been a good morning. Anybody got a lemon in here tonight? Anybody got a lemon in here that can bring tonight? Bring me a lemon and bring it and cut. I'm going to show you what some people look like tonight. I want the sourest lemon you can get because I'm going to show you what sour people look like. I ain't going to talk about it. I'm going to show you tonight. Any other volunteers? <laughs> this is what I'm going to show you what bitter people look like. I'll show you when I put that in my mouth tonight. But listen, God don't want us bitter. He, don't, he wants us to be a river flowing with goodness and gladness. And I'm not going to be around somebody that's bitter. Why? Because I don't want them to affect my spirit. I don't want to be around someone that's constantly negative. Because I don't want their negativity to affect my spirit. Hello? Who you hang with who you'll become. Listen, 
It's real. It's a spiritual problem that needs to be dealt with. You can stand in here. Get ready to play. Go ahead and start playing something, Marcy. You can't allow bitterness to poison your spirit. One thing I can tell you, people who are bitter don't like to forgive. And I'll cover this later, probably tonight, because bitterness and unforgiveness go together. What I'm telling you this morning is, you cannot help the things that happen to you. Naomi could not help the things that happened to her. She couldn't help that her husband died and her two sons died. But what she could help is allowing bitterness to come in her life, to get bitter about it. My Lord, I'm going to ask you this morning. I don't know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to more than one this morning, hopefully half the church. Let me tell you, what I'm telling you right now is, God says the root of bitterness needs to be cut out. You need to allow him to cut the root of bitterness out. There's things in your life that maybe it's an individual that makes you bitter. Maybe it's things that has happened to you in the past, whether it's hurts, disappointments, and failures that have made you bitter. Maybe it's things, problems going on in your life that has made you bitter. God says the root of bitterness needs to be cut out. It's not necessarily a person. It may be things that have happened to you. Just like with Naomi. The tragedy she had made her bitter. God said the root of bitterness needs to be cut out. How many in here says I need any roots of bitterness in my life needs to be cut out this morning? Our roots of bitterness need to be cut out this morning. I can't allow bitterness to run over me. Sister Marcy, I've got to allow the grace of God. I've got to forgive as I've been forgiven. I've got to love as Jesus loved. I've got to show mercy as Jesus showed mercy. I got to show grace as he showed grace. Don't call me Naomi. Call me bitter. God, don't let us be called bitter. God wants us to be joyous this morning. He wants us to be happy. He wants us to be laughing. He wants us to be glad. Lord, we honor you and we praise you, God. God, this morning, Lord, cut every root of bitterness out. Cut the root of bitterness out of everybody that's got a root in it. Just if there's a trace of bitterness in somebody's life or in my life, cut it out, oh God, this morning. God, I don't want to be a bitter person. I want to be a reflection of the Most High. I want to be a reflection of the Most High God this morning. God, forgive me of the bitterness. Forgive me of the unforgiveness. God, help me forgive as I've been forgiven. Lord, we honor you, Lord. We praise you. We lift you up. We exalt you.
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.